Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. G'day, I'm Adam Jones. Today we're reviewing Trump. Trump, Trump, Trump. Trump, Trump, it, Trump up. it up. Trump it up. Trump the art of the deal by Donald Trump. Donald Trump himself. So well, he's worked with dog. a bloke called Tony Schwartz. I don't know who that is, but so anyway, he used to play Trump. Melbourne, didn't he? <laughs> David, David, David Schwartz. Schwartz. Oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> anyway, Trump. So this is a uh, number one national bestseller according to the. Uh, I'm not sure it is, but yeah. uh, so it was 1987. I think it was published. Trump was 42 at the time of writing. I think. Um, but yeah, mate, what a fucking big dog. What yeah. a ledge. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's, he's got some skills, there's no doubt. So, yeah, definitely. After reading this book, you, it's all just, uh, I don't know, it's just him just talking about his own deals, the whole book. He's obviously a big, yeah. big developer and is very good at what he does in, in that field. And, Correct. and he's, he's a very topical person at the moment, so that's why we've uh, reviewed yeah. this book. And, yeah. I must, uh, I understand a lot of it is probably... Um, a lot of hype, a lot of from his side of the story, but basically everything he does turns to gold, doesn't it? Mate? <laughs> but I think that's it's probably been revealed to be not quite as um, as accurate. But mate, some of the stuff he's done is pretty serious stuff. Yeah, he basically, from the sounds of it, rebuilt New York City from the depths of depression. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm half taking the piss, but he, he's done some seriously good shit. Yeah, seriously good shit. He's got some skills. So yeah, the subtitle book is The Art of the Deal. So that's what we're going to try and pick today is yeah. Donald Trump, the big dog's deal making and his philosophies behind it and how yeah. he does it. So mate, what did you think of the book overall? Uh, at the start, I loved it. I was getting into yeah. it and then it was just, I don't know, just him talking himself up and yeah. not real actionable shit. It didn't really talk yeah, about correct. The difficulties he had, so he had a, he might have a difficulty, but then he'd say, yeah, then I just fucking got it fixed and then it. fixed everything up and then everything was just gold and I made a fucking billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> but he didn't really go into detail of any of his struggles or any of the bad things about himself. It was just... Yeah, just we cool. see all the good, we don't see a lot. My, my criticism is similar. Chapter so basically the book starts off. Chapter one is a week of a week in the life of Donald Trump, mm. and it's pretty interesting. So it's like you know Monday morning, eight o'clock he gets a call from his broker who's the CEO of Bear Stearns, and then nine thirty he's getting calls from someone who's rebuilding his house in Florida, and then he'll he'll get a call from some charity wants him to come to something, and then he's got some trying to get a casino license. Mm. Anyway, it's pretty interesting stuff that reading through like what he's got going on because he's got you know he's got like twelve different projects five or six year projects all going at the same time. So I found that interesting. Chapter two is trump cards, the elements of the deal. And so it goes through, I think, like 13 13 elements of making deals. So I was like, after reading chapter two, I was like, fuck, this is going to be an amazing book. (laughs) And then chapters three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and 13 were um, average. Very average. average. (laughs) And then chapter 14 was okay. So chapter 14 was just tying up at the end how all the deals turned out. But yeah, so basically chapters 3 through 13 were just 30 pages on each different um, deal, like casinos he was building, properties he was developing, um, trying to sue the NFL, trying to rebuild an ice rink in New York City. Like It was sort of interesting stuff, but as you say, it was all so positive. It was all win, Trump wins all the time. Yeah, (laughs) Saving the world, Trump. Yeah. One city at a time. And oh, yeah. mate, soon to save America as well. Yeah. Make America great yeah, right. again. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's no chance. Um, 
Now we've been listening to some stuff. Peter Schiff. Yeah. He he writes. He writes. Like it's not as I, I think he's not as bad as people make him out to be. Uh, he's probably not president material though. Yeah. I don't think Hillary's president material, but I don't want to get. I'm not political whatsoever. I so. reckon they both suck. Yeah. It's been a very interesting year politically. Like if some of those, some of the world leaders we've got, surely there are better, better people out there. It's like mm. unbelievable. Yeah, you'd think for sure, man. Mm. Anyway. Um, was there, so as we said, chapter one was all about a week in the life of Trump. So all the things you got going, I don't want no point going into too much detail, but some of the things I liked, he says, you know, I don't do it for money. I've got enough, much more than I'll ever need. I'll do it to do it. Deals are my art form. So he says that making deals is what he lives for. So he's like painters, you know, like to paint for him, like making deals. That's what he gets off on. Mm. That's where he gets his kicks. He says, yeah. Another one I like from that is that you can't be imaginative or entrepreneurial if you got too much structure. Yeah, look at that, mate. I've got yeah. a highlight as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So he, what does he do instead? So he says he just comes into work each day and just sees just, what happens. Yeah. Just get <laughs> take some calls. Doesn't plan too much. So Yeah. Yeah. Obviously he's got a lot of stuff going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just does does what he has to do. Mate, this is mate, I nearly I don't want to get too crassy, but nearly ejaculated reading this passage. Okay, so this is what he says here. I don't know if he can claim this as original. I'm sure I've heard it somewhere else. But, mate, this sentence. I try to learn from the past, but I plan for the future by focusing exclusively on the present. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bang. You feel that? Yeah, I feel that. Mate, so I just love that, man. It's yeah. um, I've got it, like, circled four times, got stars all around it. So basically, uh, he's saying that it's important to learn from the past, but he's not focusing on the mistakes he's made. He's trying to learn from those, but he's planning for the future uh, by trying to do as best as he can in the present. Yeah. yeah. Fucking love that. Oh. Hey, it's a great one. Yeah. So yeah. Ch- chapter two, mate. Yeah, fuck. Well, let's skip the next 45 pages. Yeah. <laughs> skip up to chapter two, and that'll probably see us off, I reckon. <laughs> so chapter two. So he's got 11... Elements to the deal. So yep. master them all and you become Donald Trump, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so number one, think big. Think big. So his, his philosophy here, he's always thinking anyway. You might as well think big. Like, yeah, that's it. Well, I think small. So most people think small because people are afraid of success, he reckons. Mm-hmm. So their fear of failure or their fear of success or whatever just, just is their biggest roadblock and they can't get past that. They can't get to the thinking big like he does yeah and mate it's clear from this book he thinks big fucking big we're yeah. talking like we're talking 70 story buildings we're talking hundreds of million dollars making casinos we're, we're talking big yeah big 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 um, which is yeah magic of thinking big we did a potty on yeah so but this is yeah sorry yeah. don't go on this is big so he says I wasn't satisfied just to earn a good living I was looking to make a statement I was out to build something monumental yeah when he was young. So, yeah, fucking young and ambitious and, and wild. wild yeah. Guy. And he's, I think it's it's relatively well documented. He was in about two billion worth of debt mm. at one point. Was that after this book, right? Probably, yeah. I think it was like early 90s, I reckon. But I remember there was like a 60 Minutes or something with Barbara Walters and he was just like walking along the street mm. and he saw a hobo on the street. He's like, that guy lying in the ditch there has got $2 billion more than I had. <laughs> <laughs> but I think then he dug out and he got up to positive seven billion. Yeah. After that, yeah, um, pretty incredible yeah. guy. There. So uh, number two, 
protect the downside and the upside will take care of itself. Yeah, I reckon this is uh, really important yeah. for deals, for, for everything. Minimizing risk. Uh, and so that's what he's saying is just minimizing risk and then beyond that, everything's just profit. Mm-hmm. So Richard Branson's another one who's a big, 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 big believer uh, and big um, exponent of uh, protecting the downside. So like uh, going off topic, going away from Trump to Richard Branson, like when he got his first plane, yeah. he bought some planes for Boeing to start his airline. But he's like, you know what? If this doesn't work, give me 12 months. If this doesn't work, I'm going to sell them back to you. So basically, he borrowed a plane for free for 12 months, essentially, because if it failed, mm. then he was just going to sell them back with and no risk, no yeah. loss. So that's protecting the downside. Yeah. The opposite would be buy a plane for $50 million, and then you're $50 million in the hole if it doesn't work. Yeah. And an example, I'll quickly briefly touch on Chapter 7 when he was doing the uh, Trump Tower in the Tiffany location. He, yeah. He set up his deal from the very start. I, won't, I don't remember off the top of my head exactly how he did it, but he... He earned a, fo- a profit of $500,000 a year uh, after he sold the apartments and everything and set up the whole deal without putting a single cent in his name or without construction even starting. Yeah. So he had absolutely no downside and yeah. a 500 grand profit a year. So yeah, he correct. focuses completely on that. And there's a lot of people who say, yeah, you know, power of positive thinking. He's like, believes in the power of negative thinking. So you think of the worst possible things that can happen, remove those obstacles and uh-huh. then fucking go ahead. You're good to go. Then you're a winner. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm trying to think specifically. It was something where he built, he bought the building off whoever owned it and then he rented it back to them yeah. for more than the cost of his property taxes or something like that where, yeah, as you say, it, he protected the downside. Yeah. Um, really impressive. Number three, maximize your options. Um, so he says he's, you know, he protects himself by being flexible and never getting too attached to one deal. Mm-hmm. And generally in negotiation, the person who wins is the person who needs it the least. Yeah. In that if you're desperate and if he was just building one um, apartment building, he's hooked and he's he wants it. So he's going to cave and he's going to maybe pay more than he should or cut corners where he should so he can get the deal done. But by having multiple things on the go, he's not hooked on one thing and he can um, easily say no yeah. to things. Yeah, that's super important, I think. So number four. Number four. Know your market. So when he before he got into a deal, he would catch a taxi into the area, whereas mm-hmm. most developers won't really look into it. He'll and he'll go to the shop owners. He'll spend a few days asking questions of everyone who lives in the area to know the market. So he'll ask and ask and ask until he's he gets a really good gut feeling about where he's going to buy, and then he pulls the trigger. Yeah, for sure. And he said that like when property was running hot, like maybe like it has been in Melbourne for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. when property is running hot, everyone just wants to buy. And they're not, they're like, oh, property's going up, it's going to go up, so just get in now. Whereas Trump was a lot more meticulous about exactly what he was buying, exactly where he was buying. Yeah, so that that's a good quote in like, yeah, chapter five, you're referring to. So he, he always assumed the market would cool off, but because everything runs in cycles, real estate is no different. So as soon as the government stops giving their subsidies out and then they raise interest rates and... They were in a period in, in the 80s where they were stable for such a long time and mm. no one thought it would go up. As soon as yeah. that happened, it became a distressed market. And that's where he made all his deals is because like yeah. distressed owners in times of when they had to sell and, and the city's going through trouble, Trump would come in and that's where the biggest opportunities were. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. <laughs> um, what are we up to? Five? Five, I've lost track. Use your leverage. 
So he says, uh, the best thing you can do is deal from strength and leverage is the biggest strength you can have. So he says, leverage is having something the other guy wants or better yet, needs, or best of all, simply can't do without. So again, so it's whoever, if, if the other person needs it more, you're in that power of leverage, that, that power of strength and, uh, and power. Hmm. So by you having something that they want, you're, in, you're basically in control. Yeah. So yeah, you have to convince the other guy it's in his his interest to make the deal. Yeah. So you can you know, probably apply that to different areas of life as well. Oh, definitely. The opposite man. sex is uh, unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> the first one that comes to your mind, mate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's true though. It's uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, playing hard to get is an actual tactic. Some people use. But, yeah. <laughs> how does it How does it go for you, mate? Struggling, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, no, do you so... play hard to get, or do you just? Put all your cards on the table. I've tried. I just, I just get bored of that. It works better for chicks, I reckon, than blokes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six, enhance your location. So this is probably more specific for property, and right? Just yeah, location, definitely. location, location. So with property, it's so important to buy the best best spot and then, yeah, leverage the location. Yeah. The other thing he talks about is that obviously once you've got something, you can't move locations in a physical sense. But he says for him, it's all about promotion and psychology in pumping up the location, essentially, mm. in that saying how good it is and getting other people to say how good it is as well. So he talks specifically about he was building Trump Tower, which is in a good location, but an even better location was probably um, MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, and they were building a tower on top of that. So he said that was probably a stronger draw card, but their promotion was shit ass, whereas Trump's promotion was really good, so it seemed like Trump's was better, yeah. even though the MoMA was probably better. Definitely. So yeah, number seven, get the word out. So he's a he's a he's a big he's a really good promoter and publicist. You can see yeah, now the last oh. twelve months in politics how well he's used the media, not always positively, but always to his advantage. And that everyone's been talking about Trump for the last twelve months. That's probably why how he's gotten to where he is now. Is yeah, self promotion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he hasn't he hasn't paid for media, mm. unlike. Uh, Probably the other side is working with the media specifically and their their timing releases of everything, whereas Trump's just like being very grandiose, making some pretty abrupt statements like building walls and um Yeah. And stuff that everyone's gonna talk about. That's yeah. how he's getting the word out about himself. So his key he says the final key uh, the key to the way he promotes his bravado. So he'll play to people's fantasies. Yep. So it's not necessarily being real. He just whatever they think he, he tells is, them what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And this is what he says here, which is interesting that this book is 30 years old. He says, the point is that you have to be a little different or a little outrageous or do something that are bold and controversial and then the press is going to write about you. Yeah. So it sounds pretty much exactly what he did to, um, to yeah, get to the top of, the, of where he is now yeah. politically. Fucking know. I don't know what number we're up to. I've lost. Eight, sorry. Eight. <laughs> so number we're not eight. numbered. We're just making up our own numbers here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fight back. Yeah. So when people treat me badly or unfairly or try to take advantage of me, my general attitude has been to fight back very hard. Yeah. So if you fight for something you believe in, even if it means alienating some people along the way, then uh, things usually work out for the best in the end. Yeah. So if little people get in the way of what he wants and what he thinks is bigger, he'll just fucking destroy them just to get what he wants and yeah. what he thinks is the greater good. That's probably true, yeah. He, does, he doesn't He does take shit from anyone, no. basically. And he'll, he'll be, um, yeah, 
He'll have a crack, absolutely. Yeah. Like he's got a how long's his he's had like this ongoing feud with Rosie O'Donnell for a long time. Yeah. Um just about yeah. He, he just he can't let it go, can yeah, he? Maybe Ed Koch at the end of the book. He uh very he, he had a crack at him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Destroyed he, him. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't hold back in the book as well. He just fucking destroys people as well. So yeah, he does absolutely. And uh, he calls in this this chapter uh, people who try to get in the way, and and these are the life lo- life losers. So people who get their accomplishment from trying to stop others. Yeah. So he just destroys those people. <laughs> basically. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Yeah. Deliver the goods. He says, so you can't con con people, at least not for long. So he's conscious of the fact that early on he was talking a big game. And he knew he he says here that he knew if he didn't deliver, that was the end of him. Because you can't just keep talking a big game and not deliver. So he says deliver the goods. Um, you can try and create excitement, all kinds of press, and exaggerate as much as you want. But at the end of the day, you have to deliver the goods. Yeah. Otherwise, people will catch on to you in the end. And that's what he, he le- leveraged in all his deals. Like every every uh, development he went into, he went in under budget, and yeah. under time. And then he used that. He said, yeah, I've done it. X, Y, and Z, and then he used that for the next ones, and then got even bigger projects on board. So, yeah, so and that's what he talks about throughout the whole book, I reckon. Every 10 pages, he says, I always build on time and under budget. <laughs> so that's how he's, he always seems to be getting bigger and bigger deals, as you say. Yeah, definitely. Number 10, contain the costs. So he says, I believe in spending what you have to, and then he doesn't want to cheap out and cut, cut corners, but also I believe in not spending more than you should. And that's, yeah... Definitely. If it comes down to return on investment, investment's the uh, denominator, mm. then you want to minimise that, essentially. Contain the costs, as he says. Yeah, I know. And uh, finally, number 11, have fun. Have fun. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good Enjoy one. Yeah. What's the point otherwise? So. Yeah. He says, um, money was never the big motivation for me except as a way to keep score. The real excitement is just playing the game. Yeah. That's what he says. He gets off on doing deals. Just loves doing deals. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So, uh, so yeah, we'll skip chapters three through thirteen. One, one small thing <laughs> I wanted, uh, I thought was pretty funny in chapter three. Growing up, so he said he was very aggressive growing up, and in second grade, he's uh, he punched his music teacher in the face. He <laughs> gave him a black eye. Cause, yeah, he didn't because he, he told him he didn't know anything about music, and, and so yeah, the teacher told him he don't know anything about music. So Trump punched him. <laughs> but he says now he, he's changed a little bit because uh, the difference now is he likes to use his brain to fuck people as opposed to his fist. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, nah. There's a, <laughs> mate, there's, a, there's some other funny... There's a, okay, there's some other good things, some other funny things. Yeah. I like how he said... He says uh, the most successful painters are generally better salesmen and promoters than they are artists, mm. which is very true. You can be... As good as, um, you can be the best in the world at what you are, but if no one knows about you and no one knows where to find you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think that's an important thing to do. Mate, the other one that was probably a bit odd, he says, this is when he was talking about building Trump Tower, um, he says, what I'm doing is about as close as you're going to get in the 20th century to the quality of Versailles. Um, I've been to the Trump Tower, I've been to Versailles. Yeah. Uh, I'd pick Versailles every day of the week. <laughs> it's not like... Is Trump Tower any good? Oh, it's impressive. And like, it looks cool. It's it's not just your rectangle building. Like, yeah. it's, you see he's got like 28 walls. It's um it's interesting, but like Versailles, it's which fun. is just like yeah. the, the palace of the um, fucking sun god or whatever he called himself, mm. Louis, um, that's just like a whole other level. 
Yeah. So there's things like that with Trump. He just he likes he talks big. He yeah. talks big. That's his style. Um, overall, mate, worth a read? Probably, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> mate, read chapter two. I actually like read chapter two. I reckon what we've covered reckon, in the podcast yeah. is enough for people. If you, if you've preferred I that. Like it. Yeah. Honestly, man, I liked it. I liked reading it. It's interesting. He's an interesting dude. He's a successful dude. He's done well. Uh, I One, liked hearing. I liked hearing, reading the stories. It got a bit repetitive, though. Yeah. As you say, all the the eleven deals he talked about throughout the book were all pretty similar. Yeah. But I thought it was good, man. But Definitely. yeah, reckon, it's, it's a four hundred pager. It's not um. It's yeah. not some, if you don't read much, don't bother. But yeah. if you, yeah. So yeah, I reckon he'd be probably strong in in some areas of politics. Maybe not all of them, but in in terms of construction and developments of the city and stuff. He's obviously fucking very good at that kind of stuff. Yeah. And being efficient in, in the projects he takes in. But in yeah. terms of like foreign policy and things like that, I think maybe, <laughs> maybe you should stay away from that kind of yeah. stuff, I think. Um, yeah, I don't want to uh, comment politically, but yeah, I, it wouldn't be the end of the world as some people say. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't know if Hillary's much better, <laughs> basically. But yeah, sort of that. I reckon he's a I, mate, I'd like to spend some time with him I reckon yeah I'd like to spend some time with him I reckon he'd be a on? funny dude get him on we'll try to get him on yeah, yeah we'll get him on yeah uh, we'll get him on <laughs> maybe after after it fizzles out a bit yeah next Trump time he, next time he comes to Oz we'll get him on yeah Trump 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 it up Trump it up alright <laughs> good stuff mate what's next uh, 48 Laws of Power 48 Laws of Power so not man that's that's deadly that book it's fucking crazy isn't <laughs> it's it? deadly it's very it's a, similar to, to the Trump book. It's got some yeah, very dark, dark things about life. And you, you kind of read it, and you're like, it's fucking painful to read because it's true. But yeah. it's like being a fucking prick in some ways gets people to places, as unfortunate as it is. So. Yeah, definitely. So have a read. We've got, there's actually, so there's the 48 Laws of Power, which is a massive, massive book. And then there's the Concise 48 Laws, which is, um, yeah. Yes, yeah, worth yeah. a read. Yeah, have a read and uh, listen along next week. And yeah. sing it. let's have a sing. Trump. 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 Motherfucker. Motherfucking Trump. Think big. Think big. Maximize your options, though your market. Use that leverage, enhance that location. Get the world out, fight back, do the good. Contain the club and just have fun! Fight back, fight back, fight back, motherfucker! Trump, 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 Trump. The Trump Tower's better than the Palace of Versailles! Build some casinos in Atlantic City. Take down Hillary, take down Hillary. Don't let the blacks inside my apartment. I only ran to the whites! Rat a motherfucking snake! Yeah. Kiss girls whenever you want, and don't have to give you permission. Just grab by the pussy! Grab by the pussy and see what's there! Out of the deal, Trump Trump, motherfucker! Out of the deal, Trump Trump, motherfucker! Trump. Think big! Have fun and Trump! Just Trump it up! Always Trump! Remember to Trump! Trump go outside and get the Trump!